Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. This this was what we read yesterday as we talked about the book of Isaiah chapter 53, that Jesus poured out his soul, he poured out his life for us. The death of the cross was an excruciating uh, way to die. All the things that were done, uh, the most cruel way invented to punish and execute someone, to bring out the most exact pain and cause it to linger, even uh, offer the individual that was on the cross something to alleviate the pain just so that they can live a little longer and continue suffering. But Christ lived under the shadow of the cross. From the time of his birth to the time of his death, he was born for the purpose of coming and dying for our sins. That was just part of it. Being buried and resurrected was also part of it. But producing the fruit, the principle of the cross being applied to everything, being the pivotal point in human history for everyone that believes on him that he should have eternal life. It's not a religious act. It was not something made or done or formed so that a new church or a new religion could spring up. But its purpose was to change man. Its purpose was to totally and completely transform him. This could not be accomplished any other way, no matter how much schooling, no matter how much education, no matter how much uh, rehabilitation. The old nature can only be dealt with one way, and that is crucified. It must die. It must stay dead constantly. It, it cannot. It cannot be uh, subjected and, and retrained because it is the old nature. It is part of the satanic nature. And that in itself should say a whole lot. So what Christ comes and what he does for us on the cross is he establishes a principle, the death and life principle, where everything new in life must spring forth out of death. And you can see this. It doesn't matter if it's fall and uh, winter. Eventually, you have to have spring and summer. You have to have the dying and the planting of the seed, And you have to have the growing and the fruitful harvest uh, of the seed also follow. And this goes for everything. Our body regenerates itself roughly about every seven years. Every cell in it dies and a new one replaces it. You look at the things in nature and everything is a cycle where it just goes back to where it came from. Then once again, after it has died, 
there is a resurrection of some sort of it coming back to life. Now, we're not talking about reincarnation. We are talking about a principle that was laid down by the cross. And it is this preaching of the cross that is foolishness to those that perish. But to us who have received and have believed on Christ, it is the power of God. To some, the preaching of the cross is a stumbling block. To others, it's completely ignorance. It's foreign. It's foolishness. It's just something that, you know, uh, is for, like, uh, I believe it was Karl Marx that said, it's the opium of the masses, uh, a having a crutch, a religion to believe in. But Paul did not glorify, Paul did not uh, depend on anything but the cross. And by it, he also said, the world is crucified unto him. He recognized the life that he lived was a crucified life. And even though he still lived in his physical, fleshy body, he was able to say, it's not I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. And now the new life that he is living out, he's living it out by the faith of the Son of God in this physical, fleshly body. And it is by faith 100%. Now, it is in this physical body where we get in trouble. Because the flesh is exactly that. Paul said that in his, in his flesh dwelt absolutely no good thing. There was nothing in the flesh of itself that uh, uh, we could say we could save or uh, we could uh, use or justify in any way of saying, well, you know, if we just change the nature of the uh, uh, of the flesh, no, the flesh must be crucified. the 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 nature of the flesh must stay dead. And in the scripture, when Paul talked about in the book of Second uh, uh, Corinthians, when he talked about the body and he talked about the flesh, he identified it as something that had to stay uh, dead. It, 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 it could not continue to live on its own merits whatsoever, but it had to be able to be brought under complete control of the cross. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have that the life of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the righteousness of God. We have the grace. All of these things are in us because of the new nature, the seed, the word of God that has been planted. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power, remember uh, the preaching of the gospel to us who, who believe it is the power of God. We have uh, the excellency of the power that it may be of God and not of us. Yeah, we are troubled, we're perplexed, we have issues, we're distressed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken, we're cast down, but uh, we're not destroyed. But we'll, we, Paul said we're always bearing about in the body, 
the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. It is his life. And that's why it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 11 and 12, For we which live are always delivered unto death for Christ's sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then, verse 12, death worketh in us, but life in you. In other words, death in the sense that there is that dying, but at the same time, that life is released. And Paul goes on to say, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I have believed, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. Knowing that he which raised up Jesus or the Lord Jesus uh, shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us uh, with you. Now, all of this for the sake of the cross. Paul said uh, in Galatians 1.4 that Jesus gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present and evil world according to the will of God. Now, he also gave himself for us so that he could have the church. As we had read in Isaiah in chapter 53, he was cut off from the land of the living. He was never married, never had children. But we are the seed. We are his descendants. We have the very DNA, spiritual DNA, that flowed through him flowing in us. So, the scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Verse 16, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? The answer is none. For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Almighty. So going back to Isaiah Chapter 53, verse 10, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. And of course, we had read the different uh, translations. One of the last ones was, Though the Lord uh, desired to crush him, and make him ill or put him uh, uh, to suffer. Once restitution is made, he will see descendants and enjoy long life, uh, and the Lord's purpose will be accomplished through him. It says, verse number 11, He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. One of the things that he did in my place and in your place, he took our, our iniquities, our sin, our trespasses, and he exchanged them to everyone that believed and received him. 
He exchanged them for the righteousness of God. We are made righteous in Christ Jesus. Just as though we had never sinned, we are brought before God the Father. We are accepted in the Beloved. And we are made righteous by His righteousness. But it is counted to us as righteousness because we have received and believed Him. In verse number 12, it says, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, he, and he bare the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Now, we had said yesterday, when we talked about the Passover and the angel of death passing over, that hyssop was used to apply the blood to the doorposts. We made the, the, the statement that today the hyssop that is used is not the plant, but our tongue maintaining a confession of applying the blood. Now, you may say, what do you mean by that, Pastor? I mean that we confess with our mouth what the blood does for us and says in the scripture that it does for us. It says that by the blood of Jesus, I am cleansed from all unrighteousness. So I can say that as a statement of fact, that the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, I am able to draw near unto God. The blood of Jesus makes us able to draw near. The blood of Jesus makes us accepted in the beloved, makes us accepted uh, before God. So if we were to go through the scripture in the New Testament and look up where it talks about blood and its relationship to us, the new creation, the believer, those would be things that we could look at and that we could say, this is what the blood does for me. This is what the blood has accomplished in and through me. We must have a submissive attitude, not one that is uh, a superior. We must study exactly what is written so it can be only according to God's word and not our imagination. We must constantly be led by the Holy Spirit as to the profession or confession that should be made and we should continually depend upon his supernatural power and not depend upon our senses as evidence, but depend upon what God has already accomplished in and through his son, Jesus Christ. And they overcame him, who? Satan. By the blood. By the word of their testimony. And they loved their lives not unto death. Overcome and be an overcomer. Be a part of those that overcome on a daily basis because of what the blood of Christ has done for you and I. We'll pick up here tomorrow. Join us then and look at it a little bit more closely about the blood and the hyssop and our tongue. The Lord richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.